your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 266 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off of your next order. And guys, New York Ranger hockey is just three days away. NHL hockey in general, just two days away. It feels great to say all of that out loud. And uh, obviously tremendously excited. Looking forward to the new season getting underway here with a divisional matchup against the New York Islanders. We got a lot to get through today. As always, you know, the Rangers, they're coming off of a scrimmage on Sunday night. Going to share the details of everything that went down in that scrimmage. Who was playing with who? Whose stock rose? Whose stock maybe fell a little bit? Uh, and we might as well just go ahead and dive right into it. So there was Team White against Team Blue. They tied 1-1 to in a three-period game. They had a running clock during this scrimmage, for whatever that's worth to everybody. Uh, there were, I believe there were breaks between the first and second period as well as the second and third period. But basically what they did was they had 20 minutes on the clock, but even during play stoppages, the clock just kind of kept running. So... Kind of an interesting way to do it, but the forward combinations were fairly similar to the scrimmage that preceded this one, although the Rangers did make some very notable changes on the blue line, so going to just run through all that right here, go through the lineup with you guys together. Uh, first of all, the game ended in a tie, 1-1. One one. Uh, for Team White, Brian Lemieux scored off of a feed from Gabrielle Fontaine. Again, exactly the guys you would expect to stuff the score sheet, right? Gabrielle Fontaine to Brian Lemieux. Fontaine Dish from behind the net in front to Brian Lemieux, and it looked like Lemieux went far side to beat Alex Georgiev. Uh, Tim Gettinger was also out there as well. Looks like he was the third forward on the ice on that play. And then for Team Blue, Alexi Lafreniere scored the only goal of the contest, and it was a goal that was set up by a great uh, high-effort play from Julian Gauthier. Gauthier had the puck in the neutral zone. He got knocked down, but somehow he still kind of basically just pushed the puck ahead to Alexi Lafreniere, and Lafreniere takes it in the neutral zone, approaching the blue line, and just explodes into the attacking zone. Stick handles right in front of the net and beats Igor Shesterkin over his left shoulder. Shesterkin has been absolutely phenomenal in these scrimmages and in these practices thus far, so to get one on him, you know you're doing something right, you know you're going to earn it, might want to even keep the puck. I mean, the way Shesterkin has played in these scrimmages and in these practices, uh, that's got to have a lot of Ranger fans very, very excited for the start of the season. Looks like he's certainly going to be out there on opening night against the New York Islanders, and uh, fingers crossed that he just kind of carries this momentum right into the regular season. And for anyone wondering, the two defensemen that were out there when Lafreniere scored were Liber Hayek and Brennan Smith. I mean, I don't think they really did anything wrong. Obviously, you never want to be out there giving up goals, but again, this was just a great play by Gautier and also by Lafreniere. Gautier, again, falling to the ice and still somehow nudging the puck ahead, basically, to Lafreniere. And then Lafreniere, uh, Ranger fans have to love that as well. Nice to see him get his first goal of you know either of the scrimmages. He had an assist the other night in the first scrimmage, but nice to see the rookie lighting the lamp, and you just hope that uh, he can hit the ground running this season because... You know, the Rangers, they obviously hit the jackpot winning the draft lottery and just cannot wait to see what Alexi Lafreniere can do out there with guys like Philip Heedle and Julian Gauthier. I think that's going to be a really fun line to track. Philip Heedle and Julian Gauthier, also two guys that you're hoping take steps forward this season. It's a very young line, should be a very exciting line, a very fast line. So definitely looking forward to seeing what that third line on the Rangers can do. And I figure we might as well just go ahead and go through the entire lineup of the scrimmage from Sunday 
we'll go with Team White first, and then we'll go with Team Blue. And basically, you know, the forwards look pretty similar from the first scrimmage to this one. Like I said, the place where there were notable differences was the blue line with the defenseman. But let's just go ahead. We'll start with Team White here. We'll start with the forwards, and we'll just go through the whole thing. So the top line, Brett Howden centering Chris Kreider and Pavel Buchnevich. At this point, I mean, there's no surprises there at all. Uh, that also should indicate that Mika Zibanejad did not take part in this scrimmage, which was indeed the case. But Brett Howden continuing to get some run on the top line there. He's basically been there for all of training camp, all of the practices, except for one. There was one day where they actually had Morgan Barron centering the top line between Kreider and Buchnevich. But it's basically been Brett Howden every single day other than that. He's been there in all the practices. He's been there in both of the scrimmages, and he continues to play pretty well by most accounts. So obviously, fingers crossed that Mika Zibanejad is ready to roll on opening night. I know that he is taking part in practice. Practice just started for the Rangers here on Monday. So, yeah, obviously, we really hope that Mika Zibanejad can be back out there. But if he's not, it looks all but certain that the Rangers are going to go with Brett Howden on the top line there with Kreider and Buchnevich. So that's your top line for Team White. As far as the second line, or at least what's listed as the second line, you've got Kevin Rooney centering Philip DiGiuseppe and Colin Blackwell. These are all guys who are competing for a roster spot. Colin Blackwell, I don't think, is going to get one, but Kevin Rooney, Philip DiGiuseppe, both very much in the mix for opening night. If I had to predict, I would say that Kevin Rooney probably makes it. Maybe Philip DiGiuseppe doesn't, but we'll see. I mean, there could be something of a rotation there on the fourth line as far as, you know, who's a healthy scratch on any given night. Maybe Philip DiGiuseppe and Kevin Rooney are both guys that are kind of in and out of the lineup as the season progresses. And obviously, both those guys and anybody else who's in the mix for playing time, they can strengthen their own cause and tighten their grip on their roster spot by playing well. I mean, it's really just that simple. As far as the third line for Team White, you had Gabrielle Fontaine centering Brennan Lemieux and Anthony Greco. Again, I think Brennan Lemieux's spot on the fourth line is fairly secure. I can't imagine that he would be a healthy scratch or anything like that. And his big thing, as we all know, it's playing physical, dishing out hits, playing the mental game a little bit, getting inside the heads of his opponents. Uh, but it would certainly seem to be, especially after he scored a goal in this scrimmage, uh, you would think that his spot in the opening night roster is, is pretty pretty safe. I, I would be very surprised if Brandon Lemieux was not dressed on opening night. And then Tim Gettinger was an extra forward for Team White. Then you go to the defense and you've got Ryan Lindgren and Adam Fox. We really don't need to say anything about these two. For my money, it's the best defense pairing on the New York Rangers. I don't know if the Rangers look at this as the top pairing going into the season, but I certainly do. When you look at everything that they did last season, how well they both played together, and they've also been paired together throughout this training camp, in all the practices, in all the scrimmages, there's no reason to mess with success there. Leave Ryan Lindgren and Adam Fox together. They're actually roommates now, and apparently they have some pretty competitive video game nights against each other. So, yeah, I mean, everything there looks good. Nothing to worry about there, I wouldn't think. As far as the second pairing for Team White, you have Liber Hayek with Brennan Smith. That's interesting as well. Brennan Smith, I'm not sure he's going to be out there on opening night based on some things that we saw as far as how the Rangers lined up at this scrimmage. I wouldn't have said the same thing as recently as last week. I would have thought that his spot would be fairly secure on opening night, but we'll talk about that in greater detail in just a second. But Brennan Smith, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be out there on opening night, but like I said, we'll dive into that in greater detail uh, shortly here. But then the third pairing for Team White was Brandon Crawley and Darren Radish, and then you had an extra defenseman, which was Matthew Robertson. And then in goal, you had Igor Shesterkin. Tyler Wall was the backup goalie for Team White, but Igor Shesterkin played this entire game, as did Alex Georgiev for Team Blue. And speaking of Team Blue, we're going to dive into their lineup in just a second here. Wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. 
Are we ready for some football? College football heads into bowl season, and there are some big matchups this weekend. The NFL regular season has concluded, and there are some big-time playoff matchups right around the corner, and there is only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner by going on Twitter and going to at betonline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use promo code LOCKEDON for your sign-up bonus. Once again, that is promo code LOCKEDON in all caps, and you will get your sign-up bonus. Hashtag BETONLINE. Want to take a quick minute to let you guys know about Locked On Bets? 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. As far as Team Blue is concerned, we'll run through the lineup here, and the forwards, like we were talking about, pretty much the same. It's exactly what you would expect. The top line was Ryan Strom centering Artemi Panarin and Capo Caco. The second line was Philip Hedl centering Alexi Lafreniere and Julian Gauthier. We already talked about uh, Gauthier and Lafreniere linking up for a goal. The lone goal, the Team Blue scored in this scrimmage, so that was great to see. The third line was Patrick Kodorenko centering Morgan Barron and Austin Rushoff. And then Johnny Brodzinski also skated as an extra forward. And then as far as the defense pairings, this is where things get very interesting. So, I mean, I don't want to read too much into the order that they have them listed on the depth chart here because, I mean, I'll explain. You'll see what I'm talking about in a second. So the top pairing, at least according to this depth chart, was Jack Johnson and Tony D'Angelo. And then the second pairing was Tarmo Runinen and Anthony Batetto. And then the third pairing was Keandre Miller and Jacob Truba. But don't let that fool you. There's no way Keandre Miller and Jacob Truba are that far down. I think that's just how this roster was laid out. I think it's just kind of a coincidence. But there's a lot to unpack here. So first of all, we had a situation coming into training camp with Tony D'Angelo. You know, what are they going to do with him? Are they going to leave him on the right side? Or do they want to move him to the left side to sort of balance out the blue line a little bit? Because as we've talked about on this podcast, the Ranger top four defensemen and the four who are assured, basically assured, a spot in the lineup on opening night, barring an injury or something just completely unforeseen, in no particular order, you've got Adam Fox, Ryan Lindgren, Tony D'Angelo, Jacob Truba. And the idea was, okay, well, three of those guys play the right side, so the Rangers were looking to move one of them, and it ended up being D'Angelo to the left side so that you kind of balance everything out, have two of them on each side. And then from there, as far as the third defense pairing goes, or at least the final two defenseman spots, you just let everybody else battle it out. And it looked like that's what was going to happen, but... Tony D'Angelo moved to the left side to play with Jacob Truba in the Rangers' first scrimmage, and it did not go well. That team gave up six goals. Now, D'Angelo and Truba, they were not on the ice for all six of those goals. I don't know how many exactly they were. There wasn't, you know, any stats on that or anything that I could find. But obviously, you know, you look at a performance like that, a two-period game, and you give up six goals, that's obviously not a good night. So it was not a good uh, first taste of game action, if you will, for Truba and D'Angelo together. So... Rather than go back to that pairing, as you can see here, they split things up quite a bit. And we got to talk about what they did uh, with putting Jacob Truba and Ke'Andre Miller together. Ke'Andre Miller is going to make this team and be on the lineup on opening night. And I would not have guessed that coming into training camp. It seemed certain that the Rangers 
because, you know, you think about Keandre Miller, he's got zero experience in the NHL. He's got zero experience in the AHL. And it just kind of seemed like this would be a situation where they let him start the year in the AHL. They let him do his thing there. He plays well. He can work his way up to the New York Rangers and work his way into the lineup maybe by about mid-season or so. You know, the AHL starts in February, so maybe he has a handful of solid games there and they bring him up to the Rangers. But it's looking more and more like he's going to be out there on opening night. And that's a credit to him for showing up and busting his tail and playing as well as he has to force the issue here and force his way into the lineup. We've talked about this in the past where if guys play well enough, the coaches aren't going to necessarily just play everything by the book. Like, oh, well, Ryan Lindgren wasn't a high draft pick, and we weren't really that high on him coming into training camp, so he's not going to be on this team. No, we saw Ryan Lindgren work his way onto the team last year, and he's now entrenched in a top-four role this year. And you're kind of seeing something similar with Keandre Miller. I mean, he's not there yet. It's not like he's penciled in to the opening night lineup, but that says something. The fact that they have him paired with Jacob Truba just four days before the puck drops on opening night. I mean, I got to believe that's a positive sign for Keandre Miller and probably an indication that he's going to be out there against the Islanders on opening night. And by all accounts, these two played very well together. David Quinn, after the scrimmage, was heaping praise on Jacob Truba. He thought he was the best defenseman on the ice by a long shot. I'm paraphrasing there, obviously. And we'll get a little bit more into what David Quinn had to say about this pairing in just a second here. But very, very encouraging for anybody who wants to see Keandre Miller on opening night. Uh, it looks like it's going to happen. I don't think they're putting him out there with Jacob Truba for a scrimmage just four days before the start of the regular season, unless it's something that they're strongly considering going with that pairing on opening night and hopefully beyond. The other thing that's kind of getting lost in the shuffle here, because so many Ranger fans, myself included, very, very excited about how the team is using Keandre Miller in these practices and in these scrimmages, and we're all excited. It looks like he very well might be out there on opening night, but something that's kind of getting lost in the shuffle is that Tony D'Angelo and Jack Johnson, that's another new pairing that's been created by the breakup of D'Angelo and Truba. D'Angelo and Jack Johnson are out there together, and they had a very nice night together, and I know this because they didn't give up any goals. Team White only scored one goal, and it actually happened to be against Keandre Miller and Jacob Truba, so by default, that means Tony D'Angelo and Jack Johnson were not on the ice for a single goal allowed, so that's obviously very encouraging to see as well. Uh, Jacob Truba and Tony D'Angelo was a rough first scrimmage for the two of them together. They break them apart, and they both bounce back with much better scrimmages the second time around here, and this could be big for Jack Johnson because if they're going to move Tony D'Angelo back to the right side, then that sixth and final defenseman spot seems pretty likely to be occupied by Jack Johnson because I just don't know who else you would put there. I mean, Brendan Smith plays the right side, so he might end up being the odd man out. Well, again, we'll talk about that a little bit more in just a second. But if it's not Jack Johnson on the left side, I mean, I guess you could go with uh, Tarmo Runinen. That's an option. Uh, maybe Liber Hayek works his way into the starting lineup, and he plays alongside Tony D'Angelo. But the fact that they put D'Angelo and Johnson together, it looks like they're giving Johnson a chance to claim a spot on opening night. And it was a good scrimmage for this pairing, so I would have to think Jack Johnson uh, at this point, and again, things could change. There's a couple more practices before the game against the Islanders. We'll see if there are any more scrimmages, but it looks like Jack Johnson might narrowly have the inside track to being active on opening night. And again, we'll talk about that a little bit more in just a second, but very, very nice to see Jacob Truba and Tony D'Angelo both bounce back nicely after a really rough uh, opening scrimmage on Thursday. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, 
high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off of your first box at BuiltBar.com. Once again, use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first box at www.BuiltBar.com. And just a reminder, guys, it is not too late to listen to the Locked On NHL season preview series on the Locked On NHL podcast. Get intel on all 31 NHL teams and fantasy waiver wire ads from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. As far as the rest of this scrimmage, I'll give you guys a couple more highlights, you know, as far as the big plays and, you know, who improved their stock and all those good things. So one of the things that stood out, really good night for both goalies. And Igor Shesterkin, I mean, we're basically just coming to expect this. I think we all have very, very high expectations for Igor Shesterkin going into the season. As for Alex Georgiev, he had a nice bounce back night as well. You know, he was part of the, well, he was the goalie on the team that allowed six goals the other night in the first scrimmage, so he really bounced back nicely here. It sounds like Igor Shesterkin was the busier of the two, maybe had the more impressive night overall, but obviously both goalies playing well in the scrimmage here, and that's very, very encouraging going into the season, especially when you consider that David Quinn has mentioned that we're going to need both of these guys big time this season, so... Yeah, I mean, I think Igor Shesterkin, once again, he just tightens his grip on that number one job, but we're going to see a lot of Alex Georgiev this season, and obviously if the Rangers are going to be a playoff team, they're going to need both of them to play well. It also sounds like there was a big hit from Kevin Rooney to Alexi Lafreniere in the corner, knocked Lafreniere to the ice, maybe one of those welcome to the NHL kind of hits, I don't know. Uh, look, Kevin Rooney trying to make this team, he's in the mix for a fourth line job, and I think on opening night we probably will see him, but he's somebody who's going to have to play physical and somebody who uh, is going to have to stand out in the penalty kill unit. I think that's one of the biggest reasons why the Rangers were interested in him. They were losing Jesper Foss. I realize Foss plays the wing, and Rooney is typically a center, although he can play the wing as well, but Rooney, uh, one of the biggest things he brings to the table is his penalty killing ability, and that's big for a team that struggled on the PK as the Rangers did last season. There was an instance also where Jacob Truba took just a booming slap shot, and it looks like Igor Shesterkin got a piece of it. Truba got to the rebound and took another shot, and Igor Shesterkin stopped that one as well. But by all accounts, it sounds like Jacob Truba really, really asserting himself on both ends of the ice. Who knows? Maybe he was angry about uh, the rough scrimmage that he had on Thursday and just wanted to come back and uh, have a nice night for himself here. Brett Howden continued to play well on the top line, that line really making things happen. Uh, sounds like they almost opened the scoring, but Alex Georgiev made a really tough save in deep against Chris Kreider. So nice to see that line continuing to gel. And then for the final 10 minutes of the scrimmage, the Rangers worked exclusively on the penalty kill. And it sounds like Di Giuseppe and Kevin Rooney actually linked up for a shorthanded goal. So that happened uh, when the Rangers were working exclusively on power play versus penalty kill. And that's another one of those cases where it's kind of you take the good with the bad because you don't want to see the Rangers giving up a shorthanded goal. But then again, Philip Di Giuseppe and Kevin Rooney, guys who are battling it out for a spot on this roster on opening night, they link up for a shorthand goal, obviously uh, being very opportunistic there in so doing. As far as forwards who saw time on the penalty kill, you had Brett Howden, Ryan Strom, Philip DiGiuseppe, Kevin Rooney, Chris Kreider, Pavel Buchnevich, Philip Hedl, and interestingly, Alexi Lafreniere was out there as well. I think it's mostly the names you would expect, although Chris Kreider, a little bit of a surprise, Pavel Buchnevich, maybe a little bit of a surprise, and Alexi Lafreniere, definitely a surprise. It makes sense. You know, you want to get as many guys work at it as you can. I mean, if there's any chance that you think you're going to go with some of these guys on opening night or at any point during the season on the penalty kill, it only makes sense to have them out there working on it. As far as defensemen on the kill, you had Jacob Truba, Ryan Lindgren, Adam Fox, Brennan Smith, Keandre Miller, 
Jack Johnson, Liber Hayek, and Anthony Potetto. So basically everybody, I, I think, uh, I guess the only one who wasn't there, the only notable name would be Tony D'Angelo, but that makes sense because obviously the strongest part of his game is what he can do offensively. But yeah, just about every defenseman getting work on the penalty kill, so uh, good to see there. We'll see how they line up on opening night. I'm very interested to see how the Rangers line up on their special teams units. Uh, we'll obviously keep track of that. I think the power play is a little bit easier to predict than the penalty kill, but it's definitely something we'll keep our eye on. Hey, hopefully we don't have to find out. Hopefully the Rangers stay out of the penalty box altogether, and they don't even have to be tested in an area where they were weak last season. But if they do find themselves in the sin bin every now and then, hopefully this penalty kill uh, can have a strong opening night against the Islanders and just start this season on a good note after, again, it was a a little bit of a weakness last season for the Rangers. As far as biggest winners and losers from the scrimmage, the biggest winner of the night to me is a no-brainer. It's Ke'Andre Miller. Ke'Andre Miller came into training camp, I would say is, you know, maybe, I wouldn't say a long shot, but maybe a little bit of an underdog as far as his chances of making this opening night roster. But as we've talked about, I mean, he he has shown great. David Quinn has routinely heaped praise on Ke'Andre Miller during his pressures after these practices and after these scrimmages. And I don't suspect that he's the type of coach that's going to coddle somebody, that's going to just say something to make somebody feel better, especially if you're a rookie. I mean, if he's talking this highly about you, it's because you're obviously doing something right out there. And the Rangers now, it would seem very strongly considering uh, having Ke'Andre Miller out there on the ice on opening night. And we'll just have to wait and see if that's what happens. I would say again, Jacob Truba and Tony D'Angelo, both big winners of the scrimmage. Again, each of them bouncing back very nicely after a tough showing in the first scrimmage. Brett Howden continues to be a winner. He's Gotten this opportunity to center the top line. It looked like he was going to be a fourth liner coming into the season. He's somewhat of a forgotten man for the Rangers. But if the Rangers end up without Mika Zibanejad on opening night, and again, fingers crossed, I really, really hope that does not happen for very obvious reasons. But if there's no Mika, it's going to be Brad Howden on the top line. I mean, at this point, he's he's centering every single practice, every single scrimmage on the top line. So I don't think they're going to do that and then throw Filipino out there on the first line on opening night. So uh, Brad Howden, another big winner. And Shesterkin and Georgiev, you know, they both allow just one goal, at least prior to the Rangers turning their attention exclusively to power play versus penalty kill work. Shesterkin just continues to play well. Alex Georgiev with a nice bounce back performance. And Shesterkin actually stopped a couple of penalty shots. One was against Tony D'Angelo. The other was against Capo Caco. I saw some video of the Capo Caco penalty shot attempt. Caco went in. He tried to go to his backhand. And Shesterkin just calmly moved to his left. Stuck out his left leg. Made a pad save. I think it was a pad save. I mean, it's a little bit hard to tell in these scrimmages because we don't have 20 different camera angles like we do during an MSG presentation. We don't have super slow motion. But it looked like basically... He just stuck out his left pad, just stoned him, didn't let the shot get by. I'll say Capo Caco is also another winner from this scrimmage. I know we just got done talking about how he got stopped on a penalty shot, but Igor Shesterkin's been on fire. It is what it is. Uh, but Caco apparently had at least three shots on goal during the game. And by all accounts, from people who are there, reporters who are tweeting about it, Caco seems to be getting more assertive this season. He did have at least a couple of scoring chances. And this is what Capo Caco had to say uh, regarding playing on that second line with Artemi Panarin and Ryan Strom after the scrimmage. It's getting better all the time. I think everyone is getting in better shape. And of course, it's good for me. Those guys are great players, and it feels good to play with those guys. So we'll see. I mean, it's got to be Capo Caco. There's really nowhere else to turn, I don't think, as far as a right winger on that second line. Rangers expecting big things, a big jump for Capo Caco in year two here. And uh, I think it's going to happen. 
playing with Artemi Panarin, naturally your numbers are going to go up. So hopefully Kako, you know, is able to relax a little bit this season, is more comfortable being in the NHL, being in that locker room with all these guys who are 5, 7, 10, 12, 13 years older than him. And I think something else that's working in his favor is the fact that the Rangers just drafted Alexi Lafreniere. And all of a sudden, all that attention that had been Capo Caco kind of shifts to Lafreniere. Not necessarily the worst thing in the world. Capo Caco can take some steps forward almost a little bit under the radar. I mean, not like Ranger fans are going to forget about Capo Caco, but again, a lot of attention has shifted to Alexi Lafreniere, kind of the shiny new toy on the team, if you will. As far as stock down at the scrimmage, there's not really that many players I can come up with, but one that I can definitely point out is going to be Brendan Smith, because just from the way the Rangers lined up for this thing, because again, you break up D'Angelo and Truba, they're now on different pairings. Tony D'Angelo's back on the right side, he's out there with Jack Johnson on the left side, and then Jacob Truba, as we all know, it's kind of the talk of training camp right now, he is playing with Keandre Miller, and it's looking more and more like Keandre Miller might be on this roster on opening night out there with Jacob Truba. So, if that's the case, then unless I'm missing something here, it looks like Brennan Smith might be the odd man out for the Rangers, and he might be a healthy scratch on opening night against the New York Islanders. I mean, maybe you want him out there because he's a big, tough, physical defenseman, and that's not the worst thing in the world when you're playing a rival like the New York Islanders. But I don't know. I mean, again, just look at the way the Rangers lined up for this scrimmage here. I suppose another option is you could go forward with what you were going to do and move Tony D'Angelo to the left side, take Jack Johnson out of the lineup, and put Brennan Smith as D'Angelo's partner on the right side. That's an option as well, but if the Rangers were going to do that, then I think they would probably have just done that in this scrimmage. And again, there's a couple days left to practice. The Rangers are practicing as I'm speaking right now. There could be another couple of scrimmages as well, at least maybe one more scrimmage before Thursday night against the Islanders. Maybe the Rangers line up differently on the blue line again. Maybe they shuffle the deck and they do something that none of us see coming, and maybe Brendan Smith's is in a better place than as far as his prospects of playing on opening night. But again, you know, you look at you look at this lineup, it looks to me like he might be the odd man out. So that's unfortunate for Brennan Smith. It's not that he did anything egregiously wrong, but facts are facts. There's only going to be six defensemen dressed on opening night, and Brennan Smith, by default here, just by process of elimination, might not be one of them. So definitely something we're going to keep our eye on uh, going forward in these next few episodes here. A couple of quotes from David Quinn that I wanted to share with you guys. He talked about the Truba and Keandre Miller pairing after the scrimmage on Sunday, and this is what he had to say, first of all, about Truba. I thought Truba was the best defenseman out there tonight. By far, it was his best performance of training camp. Unfortunately, he missed three weeks of training before we came into camp. He's gradually gotten better and better, and I thought tonight he was outstanding. And uh, Quinn also confirmed that the three-week absence that he talked about there was apparently due to Jacob Truba getting COVID. So obviously, uh, very, very happy to hear that he's feeling better and he's out there playing hockey and doing what he loves and uh, back to full strength. And then as far as the pairing with Truba and Miller, this is what Quinn had to say. I thought it was a very good pair. They certainly take up a lot of space. It's one of the reasons why we wanted to see them together tonight, see what type of chemistry they had, and see how they played off each other. They did a really good job. Nothing is permanent at this point. We're just way too early into it. So we'll see. I guess David Quinn's still leaving the door open to continue to kind of mix and match on the blue line there. Although, you know, today's Monday now. We are just three days away from opening night. So, uh, again, I just can't believe that if the Rangers weren't giving serious consideration to having Truba and Miller together on opening night, that they would even be together in a scrimmage. But we will wait and see. Like David Quinn was saying, nothing is set in stone. As far as today's practice is concerned, Mika Zibanejad is practicing. They also did a breakaway drill where Capo Caco beat Igor Shesterkin twice, so that's interesting to note. Caco was close to scoring a couple of times in the scrimmage, it sounds like, and Shesterkin stopped him on a penalty shot, but it sounds like Caco uh, got the better of Igor today, at least in that drill. 
The other big news is that Mika Zibanejad, the reason why he was absent from these practices and from these scrimmages is that he had COVID. So obviously it's very good news that he's back and feeling well and able to play hockey. Uh, it's unfortunate for Brett Howden, but he's just got to keep grinding away. You know, with Howden at this point last season, I can remember a few depth charts that had him at the second line center position. And so Obviously, we saw what happened with Ryan Strom. He kind of just took the bull by the horns, established a great rapport with Artemi Panarin, and never looked back. But Brett Howden, you never know what can happen during the course of a season. It's entirely possible at one time or another that he works his way back up the lineup. And it's also being reported that Mika Zibanejad is not a lock to play on opening night. And as we've talked about, you got to figure it's going to be Brett Howden on that top line in his steed if Zibanejad does not play. And obviously, we're beyond thrilled to have Mika Zibanejad back in the lineup. We'll just keep our fingers crossed that he plays on opening night. And if he doesn't play on opening night, that he returns to the Rangers in relatively short order, gets back out there and starts doing the things that Mika Zibanejad does. But that's going to do it for today, guys. Once again, thank you as always for tuning in. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.